Part two of our Locked On UCLA Men's Basketball Roster Outlook. As we once again welcome in Jacob Handy, a D1 play-by-play broadcaster, diehard Bruins fan. And before we get to our eight clap, we have to first remind you that today's episode is brought to you by our friends from Bet Online. Last week, we went over our 2022 football schedule outlook. Go take a listen. Jake's brother, Zach, his twin brother, we went over what we thought the UCLA football season would go with a hit that over under from Bet Online, which was eight and a half. We'll see how the football team does, but today strictly focusing on basketball yet again, as we thank you for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. You can get Locked On UCLA wherever you get your podcast. It's free on all the variety of platforms. Jake, get your hands in the air. It's brewing eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, U, C, L, A, U, C, L, A, fight, 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 fight. It's always funny, like, kind of doing it the way we are as we're still waiting for the YouTube channel to get ready and locked and loaded, which we'll get to you guys soon. You can see our faces, but for now, we're doing it the old school way, like Zoom-esque, and it's kind of delayed, which makes it even more funny. Yeah, it's got to be, like, echoed out. And then it's like, the audio is just so funny. <laughs> anyways, anyways, we're if locked you're still on here now. If you're still here after that, thank God. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I hope you guys enjoy the, the Bruinate clap to start and end every episode. But as we continue, we're going to go over whose returns, the key returnees from last year or two from UCLA men's basketball from Mick Cronin's bunch. And who are the new guys, the new cast of characters as that continues to add on even late in the game, as we detailed in a recent episode of Locked On UCLA, the Abramo Zonka signing, the international signee, and why he might be the key to new international kids coming in the future. But we'll get to that as we first start with the returners for UCLA men's basketball. The returners I've listed are Tiger Campbell, Jaime Hawkins Jr., Jalen Clark, David Singleton, Kenneth Nuba, and Russell Strong. Some names you may have never heard. Some names... We'll get you feeling some type of way immediately. Jake, what do you think about that list of names coming into this season, just beyond what they've added from kids coming in this year? Um, we brought the sniper back. One of my favorite players, David Singleton. That guy is just, you just love when you can just really narrow down somebody's role. And that guy has the most narrowed down role in UCLA basketball. It's literally come in, shoot threes, preferably from the corner. Do not dribble the basketball. It's actually awesome to have like a guy like that with such a specialized role on your team. Uh, but on a more serious, more serious note, Tiger Campbell, basketball's Dorian Thompson Robinson coming back for his ninth year. He's a distinguished doctor by now. Uh, no, on a serious note, he is uh, exciting to have Tiger back for his final season and to have him with his buddy Jaime, uh, two dudes with so much history together. I mean, how many times, how many minutes shared on the floor? Uh, we talked a lot about the 2020 run and last year's runs. Um, Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez are hand in hand, arm in arm for both of those things. So super cool to see them like be able to experience the final year, the senior year. Uh, together I'm sure there'll be a really tearful moment for all of us at the end of the year when it's their last time going out there on Polly. hopefully they're winning and Mick Cronin can bring them out and get the big standing ovation they deserve together um, I love Jaime Jaquez and it's funny we didn't do this back then but the first year we had Mick Cronin uh, was kind of like the coming out year for Jaime Jaquez 
And I remember texting my friends like, I don't know, like this guy plays kind of a goofy game. It's a little like too, too weird for me. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not a polished for me. Like I just was like down on him. Like I was like, oh no. And then like six games later, probably less, probably like six halves later, dude. I'm in the same chat with a couple of friends and I'm like, dude, this guy is everything I want. in a UCLA dude, he's so gritty. He's shooting. He's in on every rebound. He can actually handle the ball for his size. Uh, I love Jaime Hawkins and I'm like so excited to see what his senior year, hopefully it's another good run for the Bruins. Um, you know, I'm sure they're aiming for national champion. A lot of freshmen on this team. I don't know if that's really the, what the season will end with, but I mean, the sky is the limit. They have a very good lot, so much talent. It'll be so awesome to see Jaime Hawkins like complete his journey. One of my favorite players to watch this year. He's just a gamer. He's just he's a, a gamer. I'm he's telling a gamer. you, he's everything you watch him play. It was what I said about Johnny Juzang. The games, I mean, he's going to score a, a lot of 20 point games for you, but there's going to be a handful of games where he probably scores somewhere between like 11 and 16 points. And he has like a really bad shooting percentage. And you can tell like it's just not his best game but he's going to be so good. Some of those games you'll leave and be like, Oh my God. Like one of his worst nights shooting, one of his best nights of the year though, still like the way he'll be able to impact such a good passer. He's so big and he can put his body, like he knows how to work the angles. He is so good at the geometry of basketball, working the angles off the glass and finding little, little nooks and crannies to get a shot off or to grab a rebound offensive or defensive. He is just a, he's so gritty, just a gamer. Loving Jaime this year. It's it's not as much that was coming back as last year, but one could argue maybe the roster is deeper, very youthful, but Tiger Campbell, you mentioned how he seems like he's been on the campus for so long. For some reason, in my mind, it just seems like DTR hasn't beat by 15 years. That's but, true, though. I, w- I won't disagree there. But, I mean, Tiger Campbell didn't play in 1819. He had that ACL. And he tore it back on October 7th, 2018, missed this season. 1920 started in all the games. 2021 started in all the games. And 21-22 started. And, well, he played in 33 games and started in 33. So, for him, he's played solidly. He's been a nice little scorer. He's almost become a double-digit scorer pretty much his entire career. His first year playing, he's only averaged eight points per game but now has become just a team leading distributor a leader and that guy who I know you said you you'd want to give it to the other guys first to get become a bucket getter but I could believe him driving to the lane and hitting big shots Tiger Campbell has become one of those guys and he's almost become like a Darren Collison-esque point guard in UCLA four-year careers right like that lane oh absolutely like he's kind of become one of those roles where he's played himself nicely into something where he can find a way to play some pro ball. He can be oh, successful. And Johnny, Johnny Juzang and Jaime Hawkes may have scored all the points for, you know, hyperbole, but like they may score all the points, but Tiger Campbell is the captain though. Like he's the leader. He's the Chris Paul effect of the team where it's like, he's one of the shorter guys stature wise. I guess he's one of the smaller guys, but he is like in all essence, the general of the team. Like he is, he keeps the troops in order and although I would rather, if the game is breaking down, you're right, I would have rather saw Jules Bernard in a one-on-one scoring situation. Uh, but if I need to get us, like, if I want to trust, like, hey, I need to get Johnny Juzang the look he needs, right? I need to get Jaime Hawkes in his favorite spot. I'm not going to give the ball to Jaime Hawkes. I'm going to give it to Tiger Campbell, and I'm going to say, can you go get Jaime in his favorite spot and make sure he gets the ball there? And 
you know he's gonna he'll, he'll he's gonna he's gonna pick and roll screen this way bang and all of a sudden Jaime Hawkes will have the ball where he needs it. Jaime Hawkes detailed him, but now the time to go to another J. Jalen Clark. Was that name ring to you when I say his name? Big year for Jalen Clark. Uh, I think his role is expanded now with the likes of Bernard and Johnny Juzang leaving. I think Jalen Clark is one of the guys that's, you know, now veteran junior year. He's going to have a way expanded role, which I think is good. Like, and I'm not saying it in a worried. I think Jalen Clark is a well enough basketball player to fill those roles. Uh, But I think that's his, his thing this year is that his role gets expanded more minutes, more points. Uh, You'll see, I think you'll see his numbers go up his draft stock. Possibly. I think he's a possible NBA draft prospect. So a big year for him, very exciting hit for him. If I'm Jalen Clark, like, my whole off season is let's work really hard because like, this is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for the older guys who earned it and were better to leave. So now I can step into their role and I can be the new Johnny Juzang. I can be the next Jules Bernard in essence to keep the machine running. Uh, such a good year for Jalen Clark coming up. Hopefully. It's kind of like that old school prior to the one and done age, which was still fairly recent, but it's like you can develop your players for two years and boom, here's your opportunity to shine take advantage of it and this can be like your in essence one and done year you shine for one year you you shine and you just have this day it's it's your turn uh-huh. it's your turn take it and obviously it's not you take your years of development but we've almost turned it into in college basketball instead of like just one and done you have one great year you got to go and you yeah. could say whether johnny juzang missed his opportunity he's shown bright in the tournament he didn't leave it didn't turn out to be so well, at least in the beginning of his NBA prospective career. But in terms of like the Jalen Clarks, the, the Jaime Hawkins, the Tiger Campbells, they've been here, but now they can shine and take this team to the next step, which is only one thing that Bruin fans want, which is reach the ultimate peak, a national championship, which we've been thirsting for so long now. Yeah. Actually, you make a good point about that, how it's like, you can treat it as the mentality of like a one and done year. Like if I, if this is my opportunity, if I take advantage of it, my draft stock is through the roof and I've, I can accomplish the ultimate goal, which for many is to make the NBA and to have that opportunity to, to make an NBA roster, not for everybody, you know, but for the guys of that level. And I think Mick Cronin come being that coach coming from like where, you know, he came from Cincinnati where, he, he's not getting one and done crop. That's not the recruiting classes he's getting. So he knows how to, how to coach that. You know, if you bring in a really high profile coach who comes from a big, you know, top branded school who really only deals in one and dones, he's not going to have this machine to be able to keep guys to do that. Mick Cronin to me, is like one of the best options that he can recruit those level of players or maybe even recruit a, guy who is a one and done level player, but convince him to stay for two, possibly three years to fill those roles and such. That's how you keep a program at the top. And I would agree, you know, no national championship, but nobody would disagree that UCLA isn't a top basketball program right now. That's how you keep the machine rolling. And I think McCrunen's got it pretty locked in with recruiting and he brought in some big recruits this year. They got some really top level guys. So we'll come back with more after these words from bet online, where we will detail the freshmen and talk about what their impact could or should or maybe what could be as we even tease a little bit of what we think about Devin Williams and his decision. But first, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, 
esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today, and you can use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, our two part episode series looking at the UCLA men's basketball team. Mick Cronin's bunch losing some key players. We went over that in part one of our episode, released just recently. Part two, we just went over what the returners look like. And there's some kind of hybrid returners that have either limited experience or also technically a freshman, as we will list out the freshmen or the youngsters on this roster coming up. Jake Candy with us. We're going to go in this segment with his rapid reaction. Yes, rapid reaction. And then the final segment, he's going to go in depth on who we think his one, two, maybe three impact freshmen are for this team this year. But we're going to go rapid reaction. There's a lot of names we have to get through. Some, a lot of energy, some maybe not so much. It will be maybe proven wrong during the season. But this is our early August take on these guys. Starting with the most recent of all the signees, he's wearing number one, Abramo Zonka. The 6'7 freshman from Italy, 20 years old. He's got some international experience. Your thoughts, Jake? Huge. I'm like super big on Abramo Zanka. I mean, the physicals are super there. Length um, and skill-wise, both there. And then I am. I love players. When I look at an NBA team, I love when an NBA team gets a guy who's played professionally in another country for like X amount of years. One of my favorite traits, you already know how to be a professional. You already know how to live that life and like, you know, assimilate to that kind of culture. Abramo Zanko has done that. So I think his like professionalism and, and will to be a better basketball player will just work easily into this. So I am big on Abramo Zanka. Yeah, he played with that team in the Russian Super League one. The NCAA cleared him to play and he is immediately eligible as he kind of comes hand in hands with Ivo Samovich, the new UCLA assistant coach signing fairly recently in the summer following Abramo Zonka, Dylan Andrews, the six, two guard freshman from Gardena comes from compass prep. What are your thoughts about Andrews? The six, two freshman. He's going to have an opportunity. The thing with this team this year, which we'll, we'll get into, I'm, I'm assuming um, there's a lot of opportunity for all these freshmen. There's a lot of good freshmen and there is open spots right now on the roster with the five, five guys leaving opens up a lot of opportunity. Andrews is going to have an opportunity, but he will have to fight for his, for his playing time and to be that impact freshman, but he has a lot of skill and he is a very good high school basketball player. Uh, I love, I would love to see where he ends up, you know, when conference play comes around and the game start getting tighter with more meaning, I would love to see where he ends up in the rotation at that time of the season. Adembona, the 6'10 freshman from Nigeria playing at prolific prep. 6'10", 235 freshman. I think you mentioned to me he had a an offer from Kentucky. Yeah, he did. He did. Kentucky also looked at him. So you already know he's probably got NBA physicals or talent in that aspect. Um, his opportunity is right for the taking, too, to be an impact freshman because Cody Riley is exiting and they need another. Mick Cronin never recruits somebody seven foot. I don't know why. He can't get anybody. We, he only wants short centers, but he has the opportunity to kind of take those Cody Riley minutes and as a freshman uh, kind of get some young experience. Uh, a huge opportunity for Bona that I think could be really fun to watch. Will McClendon, 6'2", 210, redshirt freshman from Vegas, from Bishop Gorman. That's a loud, big program name out there in Nevada. So the redshirt freshman McClendon, 
What's he got maybe second year in the program for the Bruins? Tough for McClendon, I think, to find minutes. I mean, you coming got off that ACL tear last year in September. Jalen Clark and Tiger Campbell already two guards that are going to soak up a lot of minutes. And then with Amari Bailey, I know we'll get to coming in as well. He's going to be fighting with Dylan Andrews for those little extra minutes. I think Zonka and Bailey are going to be the couple of freshmen, which we'll get into that are going to get a lot of minutes. So I think McClendon's kind of on the outside looking in, but it is sports. You never want to see it happen. There could be injuries, which could open an opportunity for him. But I think his work is cut out for him personally to try to earn like big, big minutes. McClendon losing that true freshman campaign due to that ACL tear in September of 2021. Amari Bailey, who seems to be the talk of the town, the 6'5", 185-pound freshman, wearing number five this year from Chicago, but finished up his high school career in what seemed to be a, a, a basketball factory now, Sierra Canyon and the Bronies of the world going out to Sierra Canyon and Amari Bailey joining the squad there later in his career. And Amari Bailey joining now UCLA, kind of sticking in the SoCal life. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the biggest recruit Mick Cronin's had yet. Uh, Peyton Watson was a big five-star recruit uh, that now is in the NBA. I mean, Amari Bailey is just, we all know he's going to end up in the NBA lottery level pick. This is probably the most exciting freshman, I think, yet for Mick. So I'm thinking he's obviously going to get a ton of playing time. I mean, it should be so exciting to watch him. This guy has a skill set. Uh, shoot, pass. I mean, he is a good ball player. If you're looking... For the freshmen to watch this year, I mean, it's got to be Amari Bailey. Could be another really good one. We, we mentioned last episode a little bit, Kevin Love and the Lonzo Balls. You'd hope to see a guy with that much hype kind of come through and, and produce like that. Could be so fun for Amari Bailey this year. Mac Etienne, a 30-year product now, technically, joining the Bruins late in that 2020-2021 run. He is 6'10", 230, a redshirt freshman from New York. So he did play in some tournament games and some limited some limited affair as he was able to join the team late in the middle of the season. And then last year hurt had the ugly spitting incident when he was not in uniform from the bench after that rough loss to Arizona. So, so the good, some bad for Mac Etienne. What do we think a now technically third season freshman for the six ten big man down low? Well, I would assume that he would be one of the more mature out of all the freshmen. You would hope he's the most mature considering he's been there so long. And um, as you said, he's had good and bad moments. He had an ugly moment with the spitting incident, um, but he's still here on this team. It's not that Mick Cronin has taken him out of the uh, team and can't practice with the program or anything like that. Um, you would hope that he learned from it and Mick Cronin now he's still there, you know, kind of like a, almost a second opportunity. I, he is right there with a Dembona to be the Cody Riley center. We need a gritty defensive presence. I mean, that role is, is there for for his taking. And as I said, he's been around college basketball life, or as you said, he's been around college basketball life now for three seasons. Um, he knows how to do it. He knows how to, to live the life, the structure and dedication it should take to be a high level division one college athlete like that. Um, if he doesn't produce, then, then it would be disappointing. Following Etienne, we're not exactly going with a freshman here, but a redshirt sophomore who's seen just limited action in his freshman year two years ago, did not play last year. Logan Cremonesi, who is 6'8", redshirt sophomore from Oceanside, a SoCal kid through and through, modern-day product, any chance he sees the floor today in any meaningful time? Well, you never know. Like I said, always injuries and stuff, and just the way the game's going, you never know who might underperform, and who knows, he could have a couple of good practices, but he is probably on the 
up by 20. Let's get some guys rest crew. He might be in that, that, uh, that rotation of players. Uh, but you never know. You, you would hope for a clean season, but it never happens like that. He's definitely one of the guys that is going to be fighting for minutes and, and probably looking at more minutes next season or the season after. Evan Magikian, the 6'8 freshman from Glendale, also Amari Bailey's teammate in high school, Sierra Canyon, started his high school career at Crescenta Valley for transferring and playing his last two varsity years at Sierra Canyon. A true freshman, 6'8 Evan Magikian. Well, hey, Mick Cronin obviously loves the Chatsworth area, preferably that Sierra Canyon campus. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of Sierra Canyon guys again. I will say he kind of falls into the group with trying to find that Cody Riley role and being six, eight probably makes Mick Cronin love him even more because he's so far from seven foot. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I would say that he has the opportunity to grab some of those, those minutes at the center position. You never know foul trouble. Those guys, that position kind of runs a little deeper. You get guys way more in the rotation in some games. That would probably be his role. He's, he's looking to be kind of like a stretch big type type go. Then Jack Seidler, the 6'4 freshman guard, 190 pounds from Marlboro, New Jersey. What do we think about Seidler? I expect Seidler's year to be a learning year. Um, He's probably going to grab a ton of time at the end of the bench. But if I were Jack Seidler, I would be attached at Tiger Campbell's hip, knowing it's his last year, to learn everything I could to put myself in an opportunity to have a big improvement in the offseason and make Mick Cronin have to make a decision on how much playing time I'm going to get next year. I would be attached to his hip every practice, everywhere, outside outside of practice, inside of practice. I am always next to Tyra Campbell, soaking up every bit of knowledge of what it takes to be a UCLA guard. So that's the rapid fire. Boom, 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 boom. Right at you. Pop, I pop, can pop, breathe. Pop. But he won't breathe for long. We're going to go over Jake's three, maybe two, maybe one, impactful freshman who he thinks will truly fill some of the, the shoes that are big shoes to fill. The Johnny Juzangs, the Jules Bernards, the Cody Riley rules, just to name a few. Peyton Watson, who's going to be that, that athletic freak? We'll detail it next after some words from our sponsors. And then we finish our two-part series of Locked On UCLA's men's basketball kind of outlook brief preview here in the end of the summertime. The final segment of our two-part series for the UCLA men's basketball 2022-2023 summer outlook at the roster. Jacob Handy, very excited, energetic, enthusiastic about what he's about to give us. The big three, if you will, of freshmen who will make immediate impact and will be the reason for UCLA men's basketball success for Mick Cronin and company. As we wrap up today's Locked On UCLA, Jake, hit us with your big knowledge. Go for it. Extremely excited. You can see I wish we had the YouTube so you can see how excited I was. No, um, I will say I can do three. I, I can say there I can see three guys getting like big playing time, big time contributors, integral part to UCLA season. I think we will start with the most obvious Amari Bailey, McDonald's All-American highest recruit that Mick Cronin has had yet Sierra Canyon starter four-year varsity letterman at Sierra Canyon. I mean, this guy is the real deal. Holy field of UCLA recruits five-star and he's going to get immediate playing time. I would say if he's not starting right off rip, he's right behind Jalen Clark. And I would assume he's coming right in off the bench. First guy off the bench. I would assume him to start. He seems like that caliber player where he's going to start and get, Starter minutes, starter opportunity, 
Um, if Amari Bailey plays well, then UCLA will probably be a top 10 team this year. I would assume possibly top five and a legitimate national champion contender. If he lives up to the hype he is, I am extremely excited because Mick Cronin hasn't been able to get this type of talent yet. Came from Cincinnati. It's really hard to get that kind of talent. He would grab guys that were kind of throwaways from other programs and kind of didn't get the big signings. And he would get and squeeze every ounce of talent out of those guys. He'd keep them around for three or four years. Remember Sean Kilpatrick? He was such a good collegiate basketball player for Mick Cronin at Cincinnati. Now being at UCLA, he has the talent pool and the resources to get those kind of players that are going to be such big names in such a high talent level that if he can squeeze so much talent out of those other guys, what he could possibly do with an Amari Bailey to give him like, you know, Mick Cronin's teams have that, like just that mean relentless grit to them where it's, really hard nosed defense and you're just you're scrapping clawing for 40 minutes straight if mick cronin can instill those qualities into some of these five-star recruits and a guy that's a mcdonald's all-american like amari bailey the future for him could be so incredibly bright it is so exciting to watch guys like that so amari bailey pretty much almost heading that list of impact freshmen you could say we're stating the obvious but it still has to be said he's got to put in the work and he's got to show it and prove it to us come game time, come November 7th, the start of the season against Sacramento State, which will be his first official look in a UCLA uniform in the regular season. Next up, who you got, Jake? I would say Abramo Zonka and kind of on the Amari Bailey train of Amari Bailey for the for somewhat knows how to be a bit of a pro, right? Coming from such high, he plays high level AAU growing up. He played at Sierra Canyon. That's a machine of a high school. Abramo Zanka comes from Italy and he's been playing professionally since he was 16 years old, whether it's with the national team or with other European professional teams. Guy like that already knows how to be a pro. He, he lives, sleeps, eats basketball. That's all he knows. So coming in older than a lot of the other freshmen, he's 20 years old already, but he's an old 20. Like I said, he's been playing professionally for four years now. That's an old 20 years old. He is a very mature 20 year old man to live that kind of life. He knows how to diet. He knows how to work out. He knows how to work on his game every off season. A guy like that six, seven wing player, so skilled, in the uh, the Adidas tournament he played under 18. I mean, that is some of the highest crop in the world playing at that tournament. He's all tournament, 18 points a game. He can pass. His length is insanity. Um, I would say that he's going to be with Amari Bailey. Those two guys are going to play a lot of minutes, and they're going to have the ball a lot. They're going to be expected a lot, and I would assume it's going to be passed with flying colors. That guy is a really, really good international player. And I would I would expect Bailey and Zonka could both be one and done. You know, they're that level player. They're looking for the NBA. These could be exciting years to have two freshmen with such high ceilings come in and play at the same time. Abramo Zonka seems like a very good future professional NBA player. So to see him in UCLA is going to be awesome this year. And I believe you said one more freshman. Who's that name? I will say Dylan Andrews, and I think it's opposite from the other two guys because Dylan Andrews is still a good recruit. He's a four-star recruit, not quite a five-star like Amari Bailey or a high-leveled international recruit like Zonka is. He's a four-star recruit, but I think he is in a spot where you have to have hunger to get to like his potential. He is right, like, right below that on the roster depth chart to me, probably where Jalen Clark is, right? And he's a fr- but he's a freshman, and he has a lot of talent. He obviously has a good head on his shoulders because 
Andy Enfield and USC also offered him a scholarship and he decided to come to UCLA. So he's already proved he's mentally strong, but he has an opportunity to really fight for a spot. So he's kind of, I'm sure he's a fringe guy that Mick Cronin is kind of going to look at and test his, his gut and his, his, his hunger to see if he really wants that role and that type of playing time that he can possibly grab. I would expect his role to be expanded. Like when, and I keep saying it, you hate to see it, but ultimately somebody will probably get injured. You hate to see it, but ultimately somebody will probably have to nurse an injury or get through something. You know, nobody gets through something fully healthy. I would expect when that happens, Dylan Andrews is one of the first guys to get an expanded role to see if he could handle an expanded role. He's like right on the edge. So I love the thought of him being an impact player because if his hunger is there, he could really step up and bring energy and fight to like a second unit as like a sixth, seventh man, you know, first, second, third guy off the bench. He could really stabilize a second unit and help them out scoring wise and give them the energy to, to really fill the need until the first unit guys come in. And just kind of springboard off of that in a little mini bonus topic. You talk about UCLA SC guys, Andrews in right now, currently UCLA and SC are, are fighting between a six ten recruit, Devin Williams, who yes, it would be in a couple of years to come, but what do we think about Devin Williams choosing between UCLA SC, another key recruit coming down to the two crosstown rivals in Los Angeles. Big recruit. Again, this is another Mick Cronin one where he's looking for a really good ball player. I, the first thing I told you was this kid is awesome for doing this because in today's day of NIL, you know, you're already marketing yourself as a product, you know, before you hit the pros, because you can now make money doing so. So what a better way to give yourself a bit of a high profile and get other companies and, and get, get the lights on you and get the cameras on you than to choose between UCLA and USC in the city of LA, you know, like that is, you're a high level recruit. And, you know, we like to, you know, poke fun at the Trojans. Why wouldn't we, but they got a good basketball program right now. Andy Enfield's a good coach and they compete every year. They gave us a ton of trouble. They had beat the Bruins three, four times in a row. If I'm not mistaken, too many times to discuss too many huh. times, too many times to really discuss. So that's a good program. Right there. So it's not like he's doing it and it's like, Oh, well, of course we'll choose UCLA because USC is not any good. I mean, hopefully I'm wrong, but he could very well choose USC in this decision of his. And it would, be ultimately a decent decision for the kid that they got a good program over there. It's not the worst thing in the world. So I think it's awesome that he's doing that and building the tension and hype. I hope it ends with him picking UCLA. I think it would add another freshman. The crazy thing about having all these freshmen um, that worries me is like next year in the year after, like you would hope they start to separate themselves, right? You're going to give some guys opportunities and some guys won't. And then doing so, I'm sure the guys that, don't get picked for the higher roles. We'll, we'll possibly end up transferring out next year to play somewhere else where they can earn playing time. But like, what if they don't, right? Like what if everybody still seems just as good as the next guy, because you have so much young talent and then you're just, you just got to make a decision on a guy and you, you ultimately could make the wrong decision and maybe pick a guy who's not as good as the other guy. I don't know. It's a good problem to have, but to me, it is still kind of a problem. You have so much young talent but I think it's good to have it and you have if you're going to have young talent sprinkled in with like a, a good veteran group, there is no two better veterans in the country, uh, arguably, than Jaime Jaquez and Tiger Campbell to like show these young kids what it means to wear UCLA, what it means to be a high level collegiate athlete. I mean, if, if I mean, Nick Cronin got the right guys, they will just eat, breathe everything right next to Jaquez and Campbell. I think 
Mick Cronin somewhat reestablished the UCLA brand. Lonzo Ball and Steve Alford, they give themselves almost lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. That one year that really re-energized the the arena, that re-energized the school, and but it ended up with the, the Sweet 16 loss. Mick Cronin has all of a sudden given new buzz multiple years and we're expecting something, you know, almost back to the Ben Holland days and trying to relive to the glory days where end all be all for UCLA basketball, anything short of a national championship is not a successful season. And it's fun to see the build, but the build is over. Now it's we're retooling, reloading. And what is the guy that will get the job done in March to get you the big buckets, to win the six games to an eventual national championship game to beat the other blue buds who have become blue blood since UCLA has kind of dipped down in the last few decades. Yeah. I think you made a really good point about Mick and like, you know, some of the offered years were fun and and they did compete a little bit, but you're right. It was, it was like flash and panties. Like when UCLA had a good year, a couple of times, like with lot, like the Lonzo ball year was like, Oh, this is fun. Like it was fun. They made it fun. They, they kind of brought back a level of fun and excitement to the program, but it's gotta be where- like that every year. Right, which is what I think you made a good point about was Mick Cronin has brought like the stability. Like he brought the legacy factor back at UCLA. You are expected to be a top program now that Mick Cronin, like he has brought that expectations back where that had been lost a little bit in the Alford years. And he has brought that expectation that you are UCLA, you are a blue blood program. John Wooden is like your icon. You should be living up to that level of excitement and that level of play, that standard. And it is here. And this was the first time to really see if he could sustain it with this recruiting class, right? Like he was still playing a little bit with some of offers, like still kind of getting used to getting his program in set. And he came out and recruited some very, very, very good basketball players and, you know, set himself up for another two, three, four years of a lot of success and a lot of wins. That's what we hope. That's what we believe. And that's what we've got for today's episode of Locked On UCLA. Jacob Handy, D1 play-by-play broadcaster, diehard Bruins fan, just like myself. Thanks for joining the pod yet again. One of the two twins we have on the pod. Zach will be joining us soon with our next episode as we got Jake for two, maybe we can get Zach for three, kind of one up the twins, you know, get that <laughs> NIL back NIL back and forth. Who can do more? Hopefully all do- three of us can get back on soon. Oh, that, that would be fun. Once we can get the three of us all on together. Thanks for joining the pod. Jake, get those hands in the air. Bruin fans, you know what time it is. Eight clap time. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You, you, Somehow we've gotten off key there at the end every single time. It's all good because this has on been. Zoom. You, know, you know how hard it is to get us together on the same same note on Zoom? Oh, my goodness. Ah, it's all good. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.